0: All right, so now we come to the rest of the year. What do you, in our, in our current calendar, do you know what it's called? The rest of the year, we've talked about Advent and Christmas, Lent and Easter. The rest of the year is called, did you have a guess, pardon? It's called Ordinary Time in English. Although in Latin, it's just tempus per annum, the season throughout the year. Ordinary time, why do we call it ordinary time? This doesn't sound like it's going to be really plain and boring. If it's just ordinary time. But that's not what the word means. Because when we talk about, you know, I don't know, in school and you're learning numbers and there's a difference between ordinal numbers and cardinal numbers. Cardinal numbers when you just count it, one, two, three, four, five. Ordinal numbers are first, second, third, fourth, fifth, like that, okay? So they're in a list. So it's called ordinary time because the Sundays are just, are counted up. They don't have special names, although there are certain feast days that can fall on a Sunday. But it's the rest of the year. Now, what is significant about ordinary time or the season of the year? Can you think, we talked about the, the two seasons of preparation, do you remember, do you, can you think what the priest and deacon, what color we'd be wearing during those seasons? In the back there. What, what color would we be wearing in Advent? In, 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 we'd be wearing green in ordinary time. In Advent and Lent, we'd be wearing purple. In Christmas and in Easter, we'll be wearing white or gold. But in the rest of the year, we wear green. Why do we wear green during the rest of the year? It's because the season of the year is all about growth. It's about, you know, it it reminds us of how plants grow. When a plant is growing, it's green. When it's not green, you've got troubles. As some plants, I I can manage to kill just about any plant. Except the creeping Charlie in my backyard. I can't kill that. But I can kill just about anything else. Um, back when I was in college, uh, my sister brought home... No, actually, I was in high school at the time. She was in college. She brought home a one of those spider plants. And they're, they're, those things are so hardy, it's impossible to kill the thing. I killed it. <laughs> I managed to kill the thing. Um, so, But, but uh, you know, when plants are green, they're alive. And... The ordinary time, the season of the year, is about our growth in Christ. Just kind of through the ordinary time, through the ordinary everyday life that we live, going from week to week, uh, we grow more and more. Now, ordinary time begins with an important feast day. It begins with a feast of Pentecost. We talked about that Easter ends with Pentecost, ordinary time follows from Pentecost. Because the Holy Spirit came down upon the apostles and Our Our Lady and all the others gathered together in the upper room, and uh, uh, and the church was born on that day. Okay, and so uh, in in uh, the old calendar they'll talk about the season of Pentecost, of week after Pentecost, and the season after Epiphany, because the ordinary time because we've got Lent and Easter on the one hand, and we've got Advent and Christmas on the other, and we've got this little gap in between of ordinary time, and then between Easter or Christmas and 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 uh, and um, and Lent, um, in the old calendar. Uh, so, if you go to the extraordinary form Mass, you'll note that that is called the season of Epiphany, and then the season of Pentecost afterwards. But they're both green and they both have that same notion of growth. Um, And so, uh, because Christmas always falls on December 25th every year, but Easter doesn't fall on the same day every year. It falls on the Sunday following the first full moon, following the uh, um, spring equinox, which is when the day and the night are the same length. So it's gonna differ like several weeks sometimes from one year to another. Sometimes you get Easter's really early and sometimes it's really late. Okay, so that's why the season between Christmas and Lent is sometimes really short, only a few weeks, and sometimes it's a little bit longer. And consequently the season after Pentecost, when we pick up ordinary time again, can be shorter or longer. The whole cycle is about 34 weeks, sometimes more up front and then sometimes less up front, um, and, uh, and it has some principal feast days. Okay, we talked about how Epiphany uh, and the baptism of the Lord kind of started off there and then it, and then it moves on into the Septuagesima Tide. And then after uh, um, the, uh, 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 the Feast of Pentecost, then we launch into a period where um, we have several Sundays in a row where we're focusing on some important aspects of our faith because we're growing in our faith. Okay, so we have the Sunday of uh, um, immediately after uh, Pentecost. We have Trinity Sunday, and then after that, we'll be reflect upon this core fundamental Christian doctrine that God is not uh, God is a communion of persons united in love. Um, and then we celebrate uh, after that the Feast of Corpus Christi, the Body and Blood of Christ, the Eucharist. Okay. And then throughout ordinary time, we grow in our faith as we, as we progress on toward leading up toward the very end of the church year, because Advent starts the church year, ordinary time is going to end the church year, we come to the last Sunday, the 34th Sunday of the year, and do you know what that feast day is in, the ordinary cal- in, the, in our ordinary calendar? Christ the King. Christ the universal King. Because everything kind of leading up to Advent, and that actually leads us right back into Advent. Because we're celebrating the coming of Christ as King now in our lives, but also as King at the end of time, the King of the universe. His second Advent. And it leads into our first Advent where we remember, so that kind of gives a character to Advent, that it's not only about just kind of remembering, oh, you know, when our Lord came, but preparing ourselves, as Father said, for the coming of our Lord, which we've celebrated, you know, the end of the story with the Christ, the universal King. That's the great thing, you know, about our Christian uh, calendar, our church calendar, is that it's like if you've got a book, and you're thinking, ooh, I'm reading this story, I wonder how it ends, and you can flip to the end, we can get a hint when we look at our church calendar, no matter what we're going through, no matter what God is making us go through, or what we are going through in our lives or in our world, um, all of it is preparation for what is the ultimate conclusion of history, which is that Christ will reign supreme, okay? We know the end of the story, and it turns out good. Just like if you're reading a book, you're thinking, oh no, what about my characters? My characters are in trouble, and everything's awful. But it turns out good, and we know that because we know the end of the story. Christ, the universal king, reigns for all eternity, and please God, we will reign with him in heaven for all eternity.